Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and you know, here we are in the conference finals of the of the NBA, essentially, and I would just like to send a special thank you to Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum for perfectly destroying my finals prediction when I specifically asked them not to. Okay, so now... I had Bucks Suns rematch, pretty boring boring prediction, but those are the only two teams in the each respected conferences that I sought out as elite. Now, in last episode, I essentially said, you know, I'd like to see these young guys take over. And I'd I'd like to see, you know, the you know, Jason Tatum become the next KD and Luka Doncic become kind of the face of the league. Giannis being as young as he is, continuously becoming the best player in the NBA as he already is. And here we have it. The guys have taken over. Um, Giannis de- kind of dethroned as not the best player of the NBA, but you know, folks were saying, "I see a two peat, three peat. This guy's gonna run the league for years on end." And right now, it seems like the East is as competitive as ever, and it's gonna continue to be this way throughout the next five, ten years of the league because these East leaders are young, including Jason Tatum, including Giannis, and same thing over on the on the West. You got Luka Doncic leading the Mavericks with just some role players on role players, and just masterly building this squad around Luka with a genius head coach, Jason Kidd. And it working out exactly in their favor. And Chris Paul is still ringless. The, the time, Father time always wins. Welcome back to Drake's Corner, everybody. We have a packed show. I'm going to give my Western Conference Finals thoughts, my Eastern Conference Finals thoughts, uh, my lo- NBA lottery thoughts, which happened today, which I didn't even know until it was going on. And we also have Drew Brees. You know, talk about Drew Brees coming back to the league uh, it's, it's a big day. It's a, it's big news. Big news. We got a packed show. First on the list, Western Conference Finals thoughts. There's a lot of plural words in that, but we'll get into it right here. Luka Doncic is the best player in the playoffs right now. Yes, better than Steph Curry. When you have a squad of role players around you and you're the main star and you're in the West Finals, I don't see any other team like that. Uh, I see the Celtics with a lot of stars, Jason Tatum being the head of the pack, but Jalen Brown borderline superstar with the Warriors you got the Splash Brothers of course we, we've seen Steph Curry before on a team by himself surrounded by role players it doesn't work out well we've seen Jimmy Butler uh you know he has Bam Adebayo Tyler Hero a strong bench Jimmy Butler isn't necessarily on the level of Luka Doncic right now Jimmy Butler has role players but they're a lot better talented than what I've seen with the Mavericks right now that makes Luka the second best player in the NBA behind Giannis Antetokounmpo and standing as the best player in the NBA playoffs right now I think we overhype Steph Curry's shooting ability too much into saying that he's the best player in the NBA when we've seen him before with a squad built around just him with Klay Thompson's injury uh, Draymond not playing up to par that that he did in 2016. You know they they had a decent amount of role players last year and they couldn't get the job done. Uh, Steph Curry was going nuts and was in final or MVP final voting and you know they missed the playoffs losing to the Grizzlies in a playing game. So Luka Doncic that makes him the best player in the playoffs right now. Mavericks are the better team. Uh, you know they're hot and better defensively. They have a better I pretty much think they have a better game plan they have the better star player uh and they have a lot of momentum right now after defeating the western conference defending champions uh 
geniusly designed squad built around Luka with amazing role players like Finney Smith and Dinwiddie stepping up. When you guys got when you got guys like Spencer Dinwiddie stepping up and dropping thirty, that helps a lot. And even without Dinwiddie's thirty, I still think the Mavericks are when they're they blew the Suns out of the freaking water. They're hot. They have momentum. Luka had as much points as the Suns did in the first half. It's ridiculous. Only thing the Warriors have that could change the trajectory of this series is a deeper bench and Steph Curry. Okay, I'm going to give Steph Curry his props here and say that this, you know, this series is going to go seven. Yes, seven. But I have Dallas. I have Dallas in seven, and I have them going to the NBA Finals. I think it's the Luka takeover season. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my Western Conference Finals thoughts. Um, you know, a lot of people love to go to the blast of the past with the Warriors. Uh, you know, when I look at their, when I look who they've gone against, a, a building Grizzlies team, um, it's not it's not a toughest path as the Mavericks have gone. And I think the Mavericks will take care of them. If not six games, it'll be seven. But I have seven just because we know what Steph Curry's about. We know the Splash Brothers are legendary, and it's you know. But Luca, right now, it's Luca takeover season. Western Finals, boom, Mavericks in seven. East Finals, this one was a lot tougher to build a thought around, but these teams are neck and neck. Boston overall has better star power with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but the Heat have a better coach with Eric Spolstra. Okay, let's not, Eric Spolstra is top three coach in the league, and they shoot a lot better. They have better shooters, uh, Tyler Hero, Max Struess, uh, they, they have better shooters in the starting lineup and off the bench. Gary Vincent, guys like that, they compared to the Celtics, you know, I Jalen Brown isn't an elite three-point shooter. Jason Tatum can hit him consistently, but other than that, uh Grant Williams, you know, I'm trying to think of these Celtics players who are three-point snipers. I'm not thinking of many. You got Peyton Pritchard, the the white guy who I, you know, I'm not enthralled by compared to, you know, the the guys that the Heat have who can shoot the lights out. Uh Boston has the better defensive efficiency though. And physicality. They're dogs. They have Marcus Smart leading the charge in their dog mentality. Uh, but take nothing away from the Heat here. The Heat have just as much dog mentality, but I think the edge goes to Marcus Smart leading the pack. P.J. Tucker's a close one on the Heat, but physicality-wise, I have Boston. Uh, I think the star power in defense takes over and wins championships here when we talk about the Celtics. Uh, you know, while Eric Spolstra is the better coach and scheme artist, I have Boston in six, leading to a Mavericks Celtics championship matchup and when that happens I'll give my prediction on that upcoming boom so revamped finals thoughts thought it was going to be Suns and Bucks you know throughout the regular season those were the only two teams who peaked in my mind as elite I saw each team in the east get worse besides heat the heat in Boston towards the end of the year and you know in the west the Suns were dismantling teams left and right and each game they basically essentially lost, They it was a close game, and they barely lost any games throughout the regular season. I could not see the Suns losing a seven-game series to any team until the Mavericks took over and got hot, until Luka proved himself at just the right time that he decided to be a top-three player in the league, and he's number two. I think Giannis is a better player, but Luka right now, having role players built around him, having Jason Kidd know what he's doing, has uprisen himself into that top three conversation so those are my conference finals thoughts within the nba um this is in, it's incredible i love watching it this is great it's not the same thing that we saw last year and it's it's great i love seeing these young guys take over you know three out of the four uh you know i'd say superstars on the team luka Doncic, um 
Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, all of those guys are worth a ring. And it would be great to see one of them get a ring. I would love Jimmy Butler to lead a team to win the finals. I mean, he went with the bubble year in 2020. So essentially that kind of proves a point to me that, you know, he can get there and they have that dog, that same dog mentality with better role players this year. So, you know, out of those three, one of them getting a ring would be absolutely great for the league legacy and for, you know, moving forward past the stars like LeBron, KD, Chris Paul, the old guys that we all want to, you know, soothe our predictions within because they, they're on a certain team like the Nets. But, you know, they were Eastern Conference favorites before the season even started. Same with the Lakers, Western Conference favorites. They have 35-year-old superstars who have done it before. And, you know, Vegas took it and ran with it and people lost money. So, um, yeah, it'd be great to see one of these young guys win a ring, prove themselves, you know, start a legacy. The NBA lottery is something I hate. Okay, let's let's get into this. I'm not a fan of it. I feel like they're trying to be too different than most, you know, other leagues. Like, the NFL basically assigns it based on record, which is great. Um, but I think a lot of teams in the past have been screwed over by the lottery. Um, the Magic have the number one pick overall. Looking to pair someone with Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Uh, my top three prospects, this is too easy. Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paolo Bancaro. Um, you know, <clears throat> Jabari Smith kind of a KD-esque player, is an elite shooter at the 6'10 height. Auburn, he's from, goes to Auburn. And, you know, he's essentially just a, a younger poor man's KD, it seems to be right now. Chet Holmgren, kind of a unicorn, seven-foot stick man, can do it all offensively, shot-blocking machine. Paolo Bancaro, another KD-esque player who has, you know, elite scoring talent at his height and can shoot pretty much everywhere around the field. Uh, NBA, you know, it seems like they go by ceiling rather than talent. I'll see guys average seven points a game and get drafted top five. You know, that, those statistics may not be accurate, but it just seems like, uh, you know, for instance, my Chicago Bulls three years ago drafted Patrick Williams fourth overall while being a six man. And, it, you know, ceiling. He had a great combine, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and then you have guys like Jalen Brunson, who has become the second best scorer on the Mavericks, slide all the way to the end of the, I believe it was the end of the first round or early second round, uh, who put up great numbers at Villanova and proved himself to be, an, you know, an NBA player in college. And I see a lot of these guys slip, um, just guys who have proved themselves. Last year, Luca Garza, I'm not sure um, how he did on the Pistons, but he put up great numbers in the summer league. And people have said he's too slow for the league. He proved them wrong. Uh, you know, these scouts in the NBA try to do too much with going by ceiling rather than, you know, going after proven talent, I feel. And, you know, the NFL is better with that. They still go by ceiling a little bit. But guys like Garrett Wilson, who wasn't even a top, you know, first-round mocked pick before the season, before the college football season started, ran into the, ran into the season and completely you know, beat Chris Olave in stats and touchdowns and now gets drafted before him. So, you know, the NFL does it a little different, but NBA ceiling rather than talent. I'm not a huge fan of it all the time. So, you know, I think, you know, towards the end of the first round and second round is where most of these uh, guys who have proven themselves in college will go. You know, that's just me. Ceiling rather than talent. I see it all the time. I'm sick of it, low-key. And the lottery. And the lottery is just dumb, I think. Uh, 
you know, it's the ping pong balls. Wow, cool, big whoop. I really think it should just go by record and not the lottery because it seems kind of fishy having a bunch of ping pong balls. And, you know, it can be set up. I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, main event of the show, Drew Brees has announced he's leaving NBC, and could he be making an NFL comeback? This brings me to the thought, can Drew Brees bring the Saints back into the playoff hunt? Think about it. Panthers, Buccaneers suck. Or, not uh, Buccaneers. Panthers and Falcons suck. Buccaneers are old and dysfunctional right now. Tom Brady's obviously in the last year of his, in, in the league, probably. And, you know, Saints literally just need a quarterback to be elite. Drew Brees is that guy. They have Jameis Winston. They still have the same offense. They've drafted a receiver. They are ready to work. Drew Brees, could he be back in the NFL? I do think they can, if Drew Brees comes back, they could be at the top of that division. Um, Buccaneers, I'm not really impressed with them, and I don't think you know they're going to do anything special this year, to be honest. Saints still have Kamara. Michael Thomas might, might be coming back. They've drafted well. They have a defense that's building. Um, yeah, I like the Saints here. And if Drew Brees comes back, we'll see if he still has the same arm talent. Leaving NBC, big news. Um, do you guys want to see Drew Brees back in the league? Leave it in the comment section down below. Um, let's see where we're at here. Sorry, doing some checks. Anywho, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, huge sports, huge sports, just atmosphere everywhere. NBA Finals. Uh, coming up draft lottery NBA draft NFL you know just coming around the corner it's going to be here before you know it thank you everybody for watching and I'll see you guys next week peace